The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. I am so grateful for the phenomenal hospitality of the Mile High community, not only to on this trip, but on the, the two previous excursions I've made up here in the last 18 months as part of their educational process. At the first of those gatherings, I spoke to the group assembled and I said, do you realize how you are viewed in the larger metaphysical world? You, the Mile High Church of Religious Science family. And that, that was a rhetorical question, because I think many of you do realize, but to those who don't, especially those who may be tuning in for the first time to a Mile High broadcast, this place and its people are legend, are legend in, amongst those of us who teach metaphysics in the wider world. You have touched thousands of lives over your years. And one of those lives is the Reverend Lisa Ryan. And I want to give a shout out to her today because she's a graduate of your School of Spiritual Leadership. And today at our center in Houston, under the same duress, the same sort of strange circumstances that we find ourselves in here today, Reverend Lisa is giving her first Sunday message of her career. This for a minister is huge. This is something she'll never forget. And now we see that's on several levels that we're not anticipated. Just as when your kind invitation was extended to me to come up and speak to you today, and I looked at the calendar and I thought, because I like to tie it into things going on in the world, I thought, ah, St. Patrick's Day and the beginning of spring. And that's what will be going on these, these months hence when I go to Mile High. And of course, all of that has, it's changed, but you know what? It hasn't. And you're familiar with change and the changeless. Change and the changeless. The changeless sits at the center and knows, right? And change encircles it. And something is always changing. And sometimes we like that and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we call that a catastrophe and sometimes we call it a breakthrough and we call it evolution and we call it growth of the highest order. And we're still figuring out where we are today and what to call the situation that we're in. I had a number of points that I wanted to make today, assuming it to be a general Sunday where we would just sort of talk about inspiring topics and all. But under the present circumstances, there's one point I want to make and I want to revisit it continually with you and it is this there is a place where nothing has ever been wrong there is a place where nothing has ever been wrong that place is in consciousness you heard a moment ago a church is consciousness a community is consciousness there is a place in consciousness where nothing has ever been wrong therefore everything has always been well there is a place that we go to in our spiritual work to be reminded and to be reinvigorated by there never having been anything wrong. And then we come back into the world and we face the conditions and circumstances that are around us. It would be wonderful if we could stay in the place where nothing is wrong, but not in this life. We don't get to do that in this life. In this life, we get to have material expression. We get to even have mortality. We get to have comings and goings, losings and winnings, openings and closings. But we do go to this place in consciousness 
periodically, regularly. The cultivation of a regular spiritual practice is paramount. All our teachers, Ernest Holmes and the people that I've been referencing in a class that goes far beyond his time, the people he listened to along the way, they all say the same thing. When you get to the point of prayer in need, it's good if you've built the power of prayer in peace. When you get to the point where you have to use this thing, to fend off circumstances. It's well that you've developed the skills before it ever got to that point. And a mistake that I made when I was new in religious science, I came into this and I was one of these people who had heard music in my soul and and religious science and the writings of Holmes and the way he was interpreted put words to the music for me. And that was how it all kind of came together with me. But then they taught me about a thing called spiritual mind treatment or scientific prayer or affirmative prayer. A different kind of prayer that postulates a different kind of God than many of us have grown up believing in. When I learned about spiritual mind treatment, here's the mistake I made. I didn't use it. I put it in my pocket. And I thought, one day, one day there will come a time when I'll need this. And it didn't rust, but I rusted. I rusted. And so when that time came, as the time came, I lacked the conviction. I had the the steps. I had the formula. I even had the rationale back of it. But I lacked the conviction because I had not built a regular spiritual practice. Today, we're holding that practice. We're holding that light. We who have visited the place where nothing is wrong, we bring that vision back with us. And then we do in the material world what needs to be done. We stay six feet apart from each other. We don't touch our faces. But if you're at home today and you've not left the house and you haven't left the house in a while, I think it's okay to touch your face. But We follow the rules. We follow the guidelines. Sometimes the guidelines change and they're confusing. And there's a little bit of bedlam for a while while we figure it out. But that's true generally in life. When we treat and we envision a thing that's going to happen, we picture how it will be. I thought about coming to Mile High for a number of months. And, uh, and I thought about spring, and I thought about St. Patrick's Day, and I thought about what I was going to say. And you know, I've had a wonderful weekend up here with you. And you know what? Almost none of it has, has fit what I expected. Almost none of it has gone according to plan. But then I think, when I treat, when I envision something, it never goes exactly according to plan. And there's a reason for that. The reason it doesn't go exactly according to plan is you'd have the same experience twice. You'd have it first in your head, and then you'd have it on paper. You know? You'd picture a thing, you'd fill in all the details, and then it would occur that way. And life never repeats itself. It's constantly progressing. It's constantly going forward. So I had a weekend that I completely didn't expect, and it was wonderful. And it was more wonderful probably than it would have been in the way that I had expected. And all of you... And all of our loved ones in this country and across this world are having the same experience, quality of experience in their lives that I'm having in mine, which is things are not going the way that we expected. Things are not going as planned. So where do we go for 
strength. Where do we go for hope? We go to the place where nothing has ever been wrong. And Ernest Holmes, our founder, called this doing our work. He had a lot of terms for it, but that's the one I like best. He called it doing our work. You must do your work. Our work is to know that there is one life. That life is spirit. That life is all the life there is. Despite appearances, and that life is within those appearances. It's just not uh, showing through to us because of the judgments that we have and the anticipation and the anxiety and the, the, the fear and resistance and the panic that we have set up and how this may remind us of prior trauma and so on but all of that aside all our judgments aside there's one life and it's in this experience as well as around this experience there's one life and we go to that life and we bring that life back with us this is the thing you go to the place where nothing has ever been wrong and you bring some of it back with you and I brought it up here on the plane on Friday the 13th and a guy wanted to move because I had a window seat and he had an aisle seat and he was there first and I had to step over him, you know. And the plane was only about half full or half empty, depending on how you look. And, and, and he says to me, if there are not more people in this, I'll pick up and move. I hadn't asked him to do that. And I think I didn't really say anything much to him about it, but uh, I think I indicated that I, I wasn't in fear of him. And so it was more or less six feet, I don't know, four feet or so he was from me. He sat there. It's, you, make these, you make these adjustments and you bring some of that. There's nothing been wrong. You bring it back into the world with you and you take it on the plane with you. And you take it to the supermarket with you, you know? And you take it to the schools that are closed for a while. And you take it to the shows that are out for a while. And you do the thing that needs to be done. We do our work. And I'm going to tell you something in conclusion. That all of us, you heard my length of time in the ministry from Dr. Michelle. All of us have been this, in this for a while. Have experienced cataclysmic stuff in the world. If you were a leader of a center... Uh, at 9-11, if you were leader of a center in natural disasters and things that occur, that are, we've had floods where I am, we've had hurricanes where I am, we had a hurricane in the next state over, it was hugely impactful, called Katrina, where we welcomed a great many people to our world. And a lot of us woke up on a Sunday morning and we got to give a talk when there had been an atrocity in Orlando. And we had something to say and the information was still just coming in. What occurred to me at those times and what has occurred to all of us who've had the privilege to speak to people and lead groups and be somebody that groups of people look to for some degree of comfort is this. We do our work and sometimes our work is harder. But it's still our work. Sometimes the work is harder. You work. If you're retired, you did work. Sometimes your work was harder. Sometimes you didn't have all the materials you need or there was some, some circumstance that made your work more difficult. But you're a professional. You're a professional. You're a professional spiritual being. You know that? It's what you came here to do. You were born with a job. The job is to be yourself. The job is to be this spiritual presence that you are. So as we go out into the world in however we're directed to do that, 
However, the lines show up, whether we're allowed to take hands again soon and walk two by two through this life, whether we're allowed to hug and create circles in the next week or two or month or however long it takes, we know that it's going to come again. We're going to go out there and we're going to go out there with a different consciousness than we came in with because we're forever changed by this. We're going to go out there with a new sense that there is one life, that life is spirit, that life is available to us, and we can go to that place and it will say to us, you are my beloved child in whom I am well pleased and represented. And here with us, nothing has ever been wrong. May the blessings of spirit rest upon you and those you love and all the lives you touch, and all the circles in which you travel, now and forevermore. And so it is. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.